Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. Good afternoon. It's going to be a very short week for us because we are taking a break starting on Wednesday. So starting on Wednesday, we will not be here. We are brought to you by JFD Supply. JFD Supply makes some of the greatest stuff in the world. Whether it's slides or their SIG P320 kits, they make some really cool stuff. We are also brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency with the firearms market in mind. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet! With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And if you like this Wolverine shirt right here, you can always get this Wolverine shirt from Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical has some really cool stuff. Plus, I own it. So that's probably why you should go there. But uh, we have a Black Friday sale that started today. 15% off everything, including the new patch, the new investigate uh, came to investigate in kick-ass by um, Toxic Pachico. Go to BlackSwanTactical.com. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. You can also support Black Swan Tactical. I'm not Black Swan Tactical, sorry. John Crump Live and John Crump News by going to patreon.com slash John Crump. I am joined today by a full house of Shooting Gallery New England, Joe, Flying Rich, the Rogue Banshee, and our guest of honor, the one, the only, Mikey B, who um, makes some really sick-ass stuff. All right, so let me go around the room. How you doing, Flying Rich? We can't hear Flying Rich because he's muted, but whatever. I'm unmuted now. Yeah, hey, hey Mikey. <laughs> Rich is my producer that's on vacation, but he shows up every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Unpaid, on vacation. Yep. Yeah, so he's not getting paid for this yeah, week, but, but he shows up. John needs the help. We yeah, all know that. Uh, John, I, I spoke to Black Swan Media Management. We're not allowed to use the phrase Black Friday. Uh, and HR wanted to talk to you about your terminology. Uh, I, 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 I own Black Swan. <laughs> so there you go. Shooting Gallery New England, another member of the Black Swan uh, family. How you doing, Joe? 
something What's wrong up, with Joe. guys? Thank you for having me on. Joe's delayed for some reason. I'm doing good. I have to show off. I actually picked up that pack. Let's look at that. Joe has the most terrible internet in the world. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> Joe is frozen. Okay, we have the Rogue Banshee. How are you doing? Doing good, man. How about you? Uh, doing really good. My internet is slightly faster than Joe's. Yeah, uh, Rogue Banshee is on Starlink, the Elon Musk stuff. And we have Mikey B, who owns a company that produces some really cool stuff. I really, I'm really into barbecuing, right? So. John's just into food, period. So let, think, let's just get that off. I think that's the American way these days, guns and barbecue. Uh, exactly. They have actually a YouTube channel called Guns and Barbecue. I won't use that phrase. Anyway, <laughs> HR, write that down. <laughs> yeah. So, Mikey, uh, tell us, tell everyone who you are. Ah, uh, man. So, uh, Mikey, retired <laughs> Green Beret. Um, I did a little over 20 years in Special Forces. Went all over the world. Spent most of my adult life in the Middle East and Southeast Asia eating awesome food. I retired. I moved back to the Midwest and I was like, what is this boring sugar tomato paste stuff that I'm putting in my face? I mean, everything just kind of has this either tomato, corn, or just straight sugar, like kind of flavor to it. And yeah, a couple buddies and I, we just took off from there, creating our own rubs and, and spice blends. Now, what group were you in? I was in first group. First group? Yeah, cool. I was in. Uh, yeah, I was at JBLM uh, Maine for half my time, and in the other half, I was in Oki. Okay, I know a lot of people that are in tenth group for some reason. But yeah, uh, I have a neighbor. I can't remember what his last name is, but he was first group. <laughs> I bet if what I bet if I had a picture, I would know him. Yeah, probably. He was, yeah, he was definitely, uh, he was in first group and now he works for treasury um, as a uh, investigator. Why did, like, why did he get out to go do that? That's what I understand. Yeah, he got hurt. <laughs> oh, that stinks. But... <laughs> oh, we, we got it. We got a super chat. Every time we get a super chat that plays, uh, Zach Carson, Joe's internet ran off joy and happiness, which mass has very little of yeah no no he got hurt uh bad parachute landing oh man too many we've lost too many guys of that yeah so he was jumping and so now he works for treasury um can't remember what his last name is though but he came and spoke to uh uh, Boy Scouts. I used to live. Uh, the guy that lived behind me was tenth group, and he was first group. So they lived right right next to each other. Dude, you're prepared for the zombie apocalypse. I, I you know. Got, you get the guys. <laughs> you get the guys all around you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he just got hurt, um, and so he got medically retired. Mm. It was a training thing too. <laughs> yeah. I'm just counting in my head, like how many guys I know, like that out of first group, at least 10, 15 guys that got medically retired from, like, you know, injury from a jump or fast rope. Just all too common. Yeah, it is. Why is that? Uh, I know, like, if you do, like, civilian parachuting, when you land, you land kind of softly. 
But he says, oh, like, let's... in the military, you hit hard. Well, it, let's let's take, like, everything that you guys know about, like, skydiving, scuba diving, any extreme sport, right? And then the military is like, oh, yeah, hey, so we got these really extreme sports for you to do. But I also need you to carry about 120 pounds worth of shit and jump out of a plane with it. And good luck in the middle of the night. And we're going to do this periodically. And yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I've heard stories about night drops where the wind was too high in the middle of the desert and then picking up people, you know, a day later. Oh. I got, you know, cactuses, cactus enemas. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Especially down in Yuma, the winds, when the wind, like when the winds pick up early in the morning, when the sun first comes up, they get ripping and you'll have guys everywhere. No, that's that's crazy. Yeah, but and I know but, you really missed it, but yeah, I think we all miss it to a certain degree. But uh, I'm I'm not missing it too much these days. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but not the best. Yeah, a guy I went to a school with. He's in tenth group, and he's been in for like twenty five years now. Man, it's a. Uh, you ever seen the movie Goodfellas? Yeah, it's exactly what it's like. Like you're with like your best friends every day, and you know you go to dinner on a Friday night. Two guys just happen to be at the same place. The next thing you know, everybody else starts showing up. Like it's like a mafia everywhere you go, and it's not just at work; it's at home, and it's such like an immersive, uh, awesome community that like once you're in it, man, you just you don't want to leave it. I mean, you get taken care of, your family gets taken care of, and, you know, you do a lot of really cool stuff, and, yeah, just, there's there's no other job out there that that, that matches it. Uh, did you always want to be a Green Beret, or did you uh, d- decide once you, once you got in? <laughs> I, w- I did it after I was already in. Um, I didn't know too much about Special Forces. Um, I was working... I was a combat medic um, down in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And one night we got an ambulance call for a gunshot wound, which never happens. And got in the rig. We went out, picked the guy up. And when we came back in, the guy was screaming and yelling. This is like 98, 99, like pre-tourniquets, you know, tourniquets were the devil back then. So instead of putting a tourniquet on, I'll get my fist mashed into this guy's thigh and he's screaming and yelling. He's pretty upset. And we walk in and this old man who's the, the doctor, when we brought him in, grabbed him by his face, put his head down on the gurney. And he said, I've heard grown, or I've seen grown men with their guts ripped out that didn't scream like this in Vietnam. Stop screaming. You're scaring all the patients. And I was like, oh man, who is this? Like, and then, so once the night got kind of slow, I walked up to him and I said, so, uh, tell me uh, if you don't mind, you tell me a little bit about Vietnam. And he was like, Oh, I was in special forces. You know, I was a 91 Bravo super B before the 18 Delta days and went out to breakfast with them. And one SF with one SF guy. And then another SF guy showed up and another SF guy showed up. And the next thing you know, there's five, six SF guys sitting in this Denny's all trying to convince me uh, to go. And uh, it worked pretty well. Is that how they recruit? Uh, no, it, but it, it was great to kind of have, a, you know, an insider's perspective and what to train on before going. 
Did, right? not, do you mind if I ask, did, did you order like waffles with a side of waffles at Denny's? I'm just curious. Oh, no. I, I tried to mirror and parrot everything that they did. They were like super like, like hard boiled egg, some fruit. Like they were just very regimented kind of guys. So low fat, high protein. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so we sat there and we chatted lots of coffee. Right. They got a feel to hate somehow. So tons of coffee in these guys. And uh, next thing you know, the next morning I was up before PT with my unit rucking with these guys while they follow behind me in a truck, you know, shouting obscenities at me. Yeah, it was right. a lot of fun. It was it was great to kind of have that community off the bat and, and support. So yeah. American says, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, oh, yeah. there's no need to thank me. And thank uh, you for paying your taxes. It's the best job ever. Tanaka says <laughs> this is snake eaters. <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out with uh my friend, like this was like years and years ago. Um and uh we were just sitting around. It was me, um, him and some of his uh, teammates. Cause they came back to Virginia with him to visit. Cause they're all stationed out in Carson. And and they had a, like a mini cactus, and one of them looked at him and go, "I dare you to take." A, looked at one of them looked at the other one and said, "I dare you to take a bite out of that cactus." It was the gnarliest thing I've ever seen because the dude did it. Oh man, <laughs> the stuff that I've eaten, <laughs> the stuff that I've eaten. Yeah. So so you were in Southeast Asia. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia, uh, Bangladesh. Uh, this in Cambodia, India, well, that's South Asia. And then uh, Indonesia, where else? Malaysia, Indonesia. It's kind of easier for me to say the countries in Asia that I haven't been, right? And <laughs> I haven't been to Mongolia. I haven't been to uh, Brunei. And I haven't been to <laughs> Vietnam in a military capacity. Yeah, Pretty I- much ever and, and China, obviously, but. Everywhere else, even got to go to Bhutan once. It's pretty nice. cool. Uh, the I, happiest place on earth. I I lived in uh, Philippines for a while. Oh, oh Talaga. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tangalic is interesting. How, how how did you enjoy the Philippines? Oh, it was great, man. It was great. Everything was cheap. The people are incredibly friendly. People are incredibly pro-American. They love Americans over there. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot to do. Um, it, it was fun. Like during the monsoon season, it's kind of wet. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's always warm. Uh, you know, I hiked up a volcano, which was kind of cool. So, so where did you stay while you were there? Uh, I was in, probably by Clark. Uh, no, Clark uh, was shut down by the time I was there. I was uh, in Alabang, which is in part of Manila. Okay. Yeah, uh, so right. Alabang, Al- then, you know, he used to go to Makati at nighttime, which is like... Oh, the yeah, Makati yeah. and the Green Belt. Yeah, yeah, I'm very familiar. Yeah, so just to do that. <laughs> we may have crossed paths. Yeah, maybe. Prob- yeah, I've spent a lot of time up north there in the Philippines and then also uh, down south and, and Holo and Zamboanga and yeah, Barcelona. Down- down south is uh, that. That's where the action is. <laughs> Not different type of action than him. <laughs> yeah. 
If you don't know, uh, the, the north is like really stable and everything else like that, and then you get down to the south, and that's where you have one some thing terrorist. That, that one one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that uh, in the southern Philippines, there you can read about it in the nine eleven commission, but that's actually where nine eleven was planned. Yep, was in the southern Philippines, and a lot of people just they don't know that. Yeah. Um, the they have a uh, the the Philippine they have the Philippine seals and the Marines so Philippine Marines are there that are pretty hardcore. Yeah, I yeah I did. Uh, I was with M, MCLB five when I was down in Holo, my last time in two thousand nine. I, I used to always laugh because uh, in the Philippines they would talk about one of the terrorist groups over there was known as MILF. Yep. <laughs> the Moro Islamic Liberation Front. Yeah, so the but watch yeah. th- there's a splinter cell now of the MILF, the rogue MILF. Yeah, that's what I that's what that's what I've heard. <laughs> but it's funny that we talk about like Oh uh, the Philippines my channel name now from, from the rogue banshee to the rogue MILF. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> You're gonna end up on a watch list. I, I must have a, well I might get a completely different audience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you're gonna have two distinct audiences and two different, two very distinct different audiences. They were, they were saying, "How would be watching TV?" They'd be like, "The milfs are running wild in the south of the Philippines," and I used to, you know, laugh. <laughs> but they have some really nice beaches over there too. Oh man, really great food, very unique food too. Oh there. yeah, yeah, heart attack food though. Yeah, a lot of fried foods. A lot of fried <laughs> oh, foods. I mean, their, their heart their heart attack rate is so high, and I'm, I'm always wondering why it was like that until I went over there. Oh, man, the, I mean, people like on their way to work, they'll pick up like a pack of cigarettes and like a big <laughs> bag of chips and head off to work. And, oh like, yeah, it's it's insane. But one thing I did lo- I loved over there is the. You know, people here like uh, live to work, or they really work to live. Yeah, it's definitely a different pace of life. A def, it, you know, it's one of the things that spending a lot of time in Asia, like the sense of community, man. Well, like yes. there is, there's, there is a true in every country. There's a true sense of community, and they all do everything they can to kind of bolster and help each other out. Like Thailand is. It's probably the biggest case for that. You know, once you get out of the city, like it's just, it's just community. Like uh, Nepal, Nepal is probably the most, that country is populated with the most generous people on the planet. Like uh, we I did the Everest trek, went uh, just shy of camp one and man, people there were just genuinely you know nice and outgoing and if you needed anything they were there to help you it was it was pretty cool experience spending all that time in asia yeah don man comes on the show uh a little bit uh, every once in a while and don man was a former SEAL team six guy uh and he talks about nepal because he's climbed everest he's done all sorts of crazy stuff yeah i i had I had no real desire to do that. wasn't really my thing. Yeah. I got, you know, went up there, went, you know, just shy of camp one and was like, all right, it's awesome. Okay. What, what do I get out of going to the top of this? 
you know, like for me personally, it was like, you know, a sense of achievement, but where does that, where does that come from? Boil it, boil it back. It's, it's just pride on some level, you know, yeah. I'm going to take this risk with like, you know, I've got a family. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, Ting Ting says, did Mikey B go to see her training? Which one? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you kind of have to, uh, in special yeah. forces, right? Yeah, you, you, you definitely have to. And, um, sometimes you get to do some refreshers depending on different specialties and things. So yeah, get some extra love. Yeah. Well, so you, you talked about family, which is great. Uh, that's one thing that uh, Don Mann always talks about every time he comes on the show is that uh, to do like climbing Everest and stuff, he sacrificed his family time, and he basically said if he was to do it again, he would he wouldn't he would have concentrated on his family instead of going to climb Everest and all this other good stuff. And that really yeah, puts things into perspective. Yeah, I, you know, to be to be at the top of anything, right. Of any profession, especially in uh, the special operations community. Um, you got to neglect something, right. I mean, the bank account, you know, there's only so much that can go out, but where are you sending, what, what bills are you paying? You know, you paying, you know, the family bills, you pay in the work bills, you pay in, you know, yourself kind of bills. And that's kind of how I bucket it in my mind. And so do you, like, am I going to bankrupt the family for doing more for myself? Cause I'm already putting 80, 90% into the work bucket and I've got a couple bucks left. Where am I, where am I putting those extra dollars? And it's not like it's just once or twice or like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run an ultra marathon next year. So this year I will, um, this year I'll just solely, uh, you know, focus on me. But, uh, yeah, it's every year. It's like month after month after month. You're, you're just sacrificing. So, yeah, putting the family on the side burner just, man, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Let, let's talk about how you got into uh, doing the barbecue stuff with, with uh, Smoked Bros. And who are the bros? The bros, it's uh, me and a couple buddies, a uh, couple guys from. So when I before I retired, I started hanging out in like this go ruck community. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that whole thing, but I was a little cadre over there for a while. Um, got uh, a couple t- buddies. Tell us what that is before you get into that. So, so it's a backpack company that runs like little mini endurance kind of events, right? And it's like based off of like. Well, it used to be kind of based off of like special operations missions or themes, right? Um, and met a couple couple guys that I knew from Oki from uh, the Marine Corps, and we just we just clicked, right? We just had this camaraderie from our experience doing that, and we just became good friends. Uh, Mickey's one of my good buddies <clears throat> uh, that was a uh, recon Marine, and him and I just kind of you know, gel together and this and a couple other different opportunities to build jobs for veterans. So how'd this all start? Oh man. So it started out almost two years now. Um, we were joking around like, Oh, let's get on the barbecue circuit kind of thing. 
And so let's start playing around. And we already enjoyed grilling because like that's what you do when you're deployed. Every you know Friday or Saturday, you, you get local seasonings and spices, and you know make your own blends and go at it. And so there, uh, there lied kind of the the foundation. And then right as we were getting into this whole thing, like, oh man, let's take these crazy blends and things that we were doing, you know, while we were deployed all around the world, let's take it and let's mix it into, into something and let's go on the barbecue circuit. And what ended up happening was, uh, this thing called COVID. I don't know if you guys heard of it, this little thing. And I have no idea. You know, I had COVID and I was asymptomatic. I, I got it at SHOT Show before oh, you did? it was cool. <laughs> like a bunch of us came back from SHOT Show and I was like, Quite man, possible. I was like, man, I, I'm not 16 anymore. I can't stay up all night and drink and shoot guns till three, four in the morning. And I thought I was just weak, but uh, <laughs> all the symptoms, like when it became cool and all the symptoms came out, I was like, Whoa. I had that. <laughs> wow. That was weird. <laughs> but yeah, so then uh, the COVID thing happened and then we started started barbecuing in like the backyard and like every day for something to do. And uh, the next thing you know is like we started sharing, sharing out the stuff we were making with friends. And then we were, we were, we, we were in LA at the time. And so it kind of caught onto this big network of folks and then sort of turning the blends in. And more and more, and like, hey man, can can you bottle this up? And then it just grew from just like this backyard, you know, experiment into what it is today. And then now we got guys that are on like um, that do the uh, barbecue circuit that use our stuff. Um, we've got pretty big cooks that are on Netflix and barbecue experts and chefs that are that are using uh, using our blends. Like this thing just started out as just couple bros hanging out goofing off in the backyard and then it's exploded and oh. now we're up to 17 different blends and then when we sorry and then when we got into areas that we knew nothing about right because like a lot of our blends like we wanted to like like we have our own version of old bay this is kind of the best thing because most people have had an old bay um so when it comes to old bay most people know what that tastes like but when I was when I spent a lot of time in Thailand, I was able to taste the Thai version of Old Bay and other different types of seafood seasonings. And what we ended it's up doing different. was taking <laughs> what we ended oh. up doing was taking spices from all over Thailand and other places in Southeast Asia and, and revamping kind of similar blends like our seafood seasonings, our version of like an Old Bay, but it's just brighter and it's got a lot more zip to it at the end in terms of heat. Yeah, heat in Southeast Asia is a lot different than our heat. I, I went yeah. over there and I ordered spicy, and they're like, "Oh, you want mild?" It's like, "No, no, I want spicy." They're like, "I think you want mild." I'm like, "No, I want spicy." They're like, okay, let's let me bring you out a little taste of spicy. Then I took a bite. I was like, "Mild." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take the white man the white man hot. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, even like authentic Chinatown restaurants in Chinatown, New York, you don't want to say spicy as a white dude. Yeah. Oh. Well, after living there for a while, my taste buds got burned off, according to my wife. <clears throat> so now I do eat like Thai spicy, Indian spicy, 
Indian hot, whatever, just because I don't know, like American hot now tastes mild to me, but it's just because I was, I, when I was in Southeast Asia, a lot, I went to a lot of different places in Southeast Asia. I ate so much spicy stuff that I think I kind of burned my taste buds off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was this restaurant we had in Delaware that served really spicy food. And, um, you know, their hot scale was one to 10. And we're all sitting in there one time. And it's like you go up, you order, and then you get a table and they bring the stuff out. So everybody's sitting there at lunchtime and I was sitting there with my wife and we're eating lunch and this guy comes up, obviously had never been to the place before. And he goes, you know, I like spicy food. Um, why don't I get an eight? And this, it's like, you know, those old EF Hutton commercials, like everybody just stopped and looked at the guy. <laughs> right. And the guy behind the counter goes, probably going to want a three. No, 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 no. I want an eight. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a three. If it's not hot enough for you, I'll make this dish again for you for free. Yep. The guy goes, okay. So, you know, they sit down, they bring his food out, and he gets about a quarter way through it, and he is crying. Right? And we're all like, we're all like yeah, yeah. He, he learned really hard about this restaurant. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's one thing I want to say, too, is that, like, having lived that burn-your-face-off heat, you know, because living out in the, the middle of nowhere in a lot of these villages, like, you know, they'll burn your face off. And uh, we've really, ta- like, none of our spices are super, super hot. We have even our Agent Orange, which is our buffalo seasoning. You know, what we end up doing is we take the meat of the peppers. You know, we take all the, the capsin out and then we just get the meat of the peppers and then we, we smoke it or freeze dry it, just the meat. That way you get actually get the flavor. Like until we started, so we started playing with different pieces of this. I didn't realize that like ghost pepper was really, really good. It's got a good, and scotch bonnets, they have a really good flavor. Once you just get to the meat and you get rid of a lot of that heat, you smoke it or freeze dry it, they, they actually have some pretty decent flavor. I, I'd love ghost peppers. With the heat? Yeah, the flavor, everything. The heat and the flavor, yeah. So we got a salt, spooky hot, which is reapers, scorpions, and ghost peppers all infused in a salt. Oh, it's like a really <laughs> solid. But the thing is, it's a really solid finishing salt. You take don't don't use the the bottle that we sell it in the shaker. You can use it straight up, but it's a vehicle for you to put in your grinder and really grind it in a salt grinder and evenly disperse it like over a steak or like, you know, pretty much anything, a salad, but then you're going to get like a nice heat with it. If you eat it straight up, you're going to get just the big flakes of it. And you're going to be, it's going to be an emotional event. Yeah. Ghost peppers is one of the things, uh, you know, I mean, ghost peppers, I like the taste. I like the heat. When you get to the reapers, that's when you're getting a little bit too much for me. Yeah. They're, again these are these are tamped down they're still hot you know probably close to 600,000 scoville units for the whole okay. you know but no, we're not getting into the millions like that's where it just gets silly and like it's 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 about like taking your your normal everyday food and, and leveling it up you know the blends that we have like we started out kind of in that barbecue space with that play on words smoked bros 
a bunch of guys from the military that are just exhausted and tired and we're smoking meat. And then now it's become a spice company. Um, the, um, like we've got our cherry blast and like a lot of the names we use are, you know, military jargon, like shellback. Yeah. That's what right? I wanted to ask you about is how you come up with the names. Um, it's kind of, we have a little bit of a round robin and just bounce ideas off each other. Um, we're actually in the process of naming, naming two, two different blends right now. Um, but it's just kind of a round robin, right? Like guys throw it out there like, ah, oh, that sounds stupid. Oh, I like that. Or, you know, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, gloves off experience when we name spices. Now, how many do you have right now? We have 17. That's a lot. We have 17 different blends. Yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, the deck over here. One, two, two. Yeah. 17. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, some of the names are fun, like cherry blast. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, because it has cherries, it's cherry blast. No, your first jump out of an airplane when you get to your unit is your cherry blast. And every unit has like a, a helmet that you wear. That's usually red. And then, you know, write everybody's name on it and uh, they'll fill your pockets, you know, cargo pockets and everything full of uh, cherry pies and then push you out the plane. So your cherry blast. <laughs> and That's then awesome. And then I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the term uh, shellback, mm-hmm. right? So, Maybe. so we have shellback. We have, well, tell, um, tell people out there what shellback means. Cause I know what I mean. Rogue it's, Banshee it's, knows what it means. I don't think Rich knows what it means. I'm so, looking at his face. I can tell. There, there's you. Sh- you should just get on YouTube for those that are listening um, and watching. Yeah. Get on YouTube. Google um, the shellback ceremony, right? Shellback ceremony, and I'll pull it up, and you'll you'll see some interesting pictures. Um, well, there's a very at least fun. You will from a few years ago. I don't think they can do half the amount of things they used to. Uh, I did the shellback ceremony on the bottom Richard as an army guy. Wow. Oh, the old Bonnie Dick. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ting Ting says in the Navy, a shellback is someone who crosses the equator. The equator. And when you oh, do okay. it, there's, there's a really fun ceremony. That's go- I mean, I, I, do you know how old the, the tradition is? I have no idea. It goes back a ways. I mean, I go, I think it goes back to when they had sails on yeah. the Navy ships. Because, I mean, I know both my grandfathers did it in the Navy, uh, World War II, um, uncle and father in Vietnam, and so on. So I, I, I know it goes back way, way back. It's an old-time tradition. Do you have any idea, Mikey? I don't. I, I oh, don't. I thought you were going to tell I'm us. Po- <laughs> no, I'm kind of pondering. Like, I know it's... I know it, it predates our Navy, actually. Really? So, yeah. I'm going to have to Google that now. Yeah. It's going to bug the hell out of me now. <laughs> I, I never thought that it was going to bug the hell out of me until now. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah but to... years ago. What's that? It says goes back 400 years. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, that that's very interesting. What other flavors do you have uh, named after? Um, 
Yeah, we got, let's see. We've got Knuckle Dragger, which is typically the nickname, like on an A-team for the, for the Bravo, the weapons guy, right? So um, Honey Badger, that's our Honey Chipotle. That's our biggest seller. That thing. That looks man, good. We, we cannot keep that sucker in stock. We did have one named Willie Pete, our Chipotle, but then we got into a little dispute with uh, somebody. So we changed the name to Light Strike. We'll save Willie Pete for later. That wasn't hot enough to be called Willie Pete. We got Agent Orange, which is our buffalo seasoning. Um, get a lot of crap for it, for the name. Yeah, that's what um, I was wondering. Do you have any blowback because of that name? Well, the the funny story is when somebody does give me crap for it, um, I kind of throw it back at them because um, – never said this publicly, but I was diagnosed with a really weird, extremely rare form of cancer a few months ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. They think loosely it's tied to Agent Orange from my time in Southeast Asia. No, that's... that's... Even though mild exposure, high allesthetic load. So potential Agent Orange exposure and arsenic exposure. It's still out there. Are you doing okay with it or... Yeah, no, no, no. It's not what's going to take me. Yeah. We got it super, super early. Um, yeah. And then for all, any military guys listening, like, you know, if you did any time in Iraq, Afghanistan, go to the VA, go tell, you know, get checked out, have them put a tube in every orifice, get every bit of blood drawn, uh, get ahead of stuff. You got to be your, your own advocate when it comes to anything with cancer or exposure stuff. So. Yeah, I had a close call a couple of years ago, and now we got to get a colonoscopy every two years. But it's not fun. But yeah. you know, it's better hey, than the alternative. I, I'll trade you every two years for every three months. Oh my god! <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, uh, one of the one of one of the guys that come on and co-host a lot. Um, he does a lot of panels with us. His name is Richard Hoffman. He's like the premier Uzi builder in the world. Uh, nice. He builds the best Uzis, but he has a stage four uh, colon cancer. Oh man! Yeah, but he's he's fighting it. Um, he he's gonna be he he did this uh, video, and if you guys out there haven't seen it, go to BWE Firearms. He does a video; it's about an hour long, but it's all about his journey with uh, colon cancer. And if you guys haven't watched it, you guys need to watch it. Yeah, but uh, check that one out. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it made me cry, but you know, he's like a really good friend of mine, so but yeah, so Agent Orange, uh, what yeah, other... so we got we got Agent Orange, we got Light Strike, which is our Chipotle, we got a we got two new ones that are out this month, we've got Apple Shrapnel, which is our apple pie seasoning. Oh, that um, sounds good. What is that? And what do you have in so, there? I love apple pie. Uh, I'm addicted so to apples. It's it's some decent sized chunks of apple, uh, freeze dried, not dehydrated, and some some cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, and a few other proprietary things. <laughs> but um, it's it's a really awesome blend that you can use on a pork loin, all the way to French toast or make bread with it. Um, Heck, we had somebody do something really bizarre with it the other day. What did they do? They did, um, yeah, they did a they did a pork loin and bacon with that 
and then kind of uh, spritz, you know, as they smoked it, spritzed it with like apples, uh, apple juice and a little bit of uh, apple cider. Sorry. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Gorillas and Gun says he thinks that sounds delicious. Um, <clears throat> then the one that took us the longest to create, which is the um, our carne asada. Um, we, we started geeking out, man, once we got into like very specific stuff, um, like especially the carne asada one. We wanted to create a blend that isn't like any other blend you get out there uh, in terms to uh, in terms of like, like a McCormick's or anything at the store for like street taco flavor. You can use it like we used it on, I used it on venison last night and it tastes like we made street tacos marinated with uh, our nada ombre, our carne asada with a little bit of orange juice overnight on the, in the, on these deer steaks, threw them out on the grill last night, 90 seconds, 90 seconds, 90 seconds, psh, seared them up, charred them up good. And the kids were like, man, this is great steak, dad. And I was like, that's venison. And they were like, no way. You, Because they always complain, like, it's too gamey. It's too gamey. It just blew their minds. It was great. Wolverine! 2AEDU wants us to promote the BWE patch. I am selling a patch for BWE that um, I don't have one here. Rich, do you have one? Rich. No, I don't think I got one yet. Believe it or not. It's a Uzi. This is BWE. There it is. Um, and uh, that will go help fund some of his stuff. He needs our help. So you can get that at blackswantactical.com. Yeah. So I'm helping them out by selling some patches. I, I do this awesome. stuff. Like, like I bought like an Xbox today and uh, I got it like on the Black Friday early sale. And uh, but they're really hard to find. So what I did is I, I sold it to someone at Coft just because, you know, they have kids. Nice. And a lot of people buy that crap and just buy it just to resell it. That's that's really scammy. So I go in there and I try to buy all this stuff to resell it at the Coft. I'm going to go grab some stuff because I totally biffed it and didn't bring anything over here with me. Okay, that's I'm going to go grab some stuff. Two seconds. That's fine. Yeah. Joe, you really haven't said anything. I'm just listening, man. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate having me on. Uh, <laughs> you have this I'm long like, delay. I kind of just give his... <laughs> I'm I'm just letting Mike talk, you know. It's it's I'm interested in what he says. I want to know how he got from like doing it in his own kitchen to you know doing uh, it as a company. There you go. Yeah. That's a great question. So, when you don't know what you're doing, you always go find the experts, right? Okay. Yeah. So found some guys that um, <laughs> found some guys that do um, you know. It's called co-packing, right? So we create our recipes at first um, is where we started. Um, you give them your recipe, sign a bunch of legal documents. You got to get the lawyers involved. And then they start bottling and packing it. You do a lot of QAQC on it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where we started. Um, having somebody do co-packing for us. Um, you, we pretty much buy all the ingredients, pay for the labor, 
um, kind of rent the machines and then bottle it up. And then like certain areas that like we didn't know anything about, like chili, like we didn't know anything like really about chili. We didn't have a recipe yet. Um, went down and studied with a guy who is a very famous guy in the chili space. I, I don't want to miss. Uh, I, but... you know, I got to stop you right there. It sounds like cultural appropriation. We need to cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, he's, he's a very, he's a very prominent man in the, in the, in the chili space. And he, um, we worked on this one for quite a while. And you, you um, have to make sure there's somebody Latinx on your staff. Um, we discriminate on our staff. We discriminate. <laughs> Um, you, you have to, you, you, you have to be a combat veteran to be on our staff. That's oh, really? Yeah. So we discriminate. Sorry. Does marriage count? Uh, it depends. Do you get a, we should get battle ribbons for that. Huh? <laughs> uh, 280 youth says if, uh, if anyone buys a B, a BWE patch right now. Oh, wow. Uh, 280 you will buy five more for a giveaway 280 you he has kind of a big youtube channel He's a, kind of a youtube celebrity uh yeah so that that's awesome that you hire combat vets um i've no i'm not a combat vet but i live with an officer <laughs> who happens to be sicilian so Carter i feel like i'm a officer com- yes yeah, so I feel like I'm kind of a combat vet. <laughs> Vanessa Kitty as yeah. a uh, Vanessa Kitty, he's a retired uh, Air Force. Wants to know if you're hiring. Um, we will be this probably in the next three to four months. We'll be doing another round of growth. It's again, it's it's been getting out a little bit out of control. Um, yeah, we will be we'll be doing another round, but we don't we don't have a lot of remote work at this time. Like we're in the like the Louisville, Kentucky metro area. It's probably a little far away. I have no idea where Vanessa Kitty is from. Um, one of the what's that? So, yeah, I, um, we just so delayed. We we are talking about um, potentially um, my uh, my partner uh, Matt, who is is in on this with me as well. He lives up in uh, New Hampshire. We're potentially looking at uh, expanding some operations up in uh, Central New Hampshire as well. So, yes, we're working on a maple blend for you guys. And trust me, <laughs> that and sounds trust me, it that is, sounds awesome. Because everything is just like too much maple or too much hickory, right? And we're trying to we're working with some uh, people um, in Central New Hampshire to get like the recipe just right using actual maple source there in New Hampshire. So, yeah, I watched a documentary on the maple syrup cartels, which is insane that they have maple syrup cartels and they like fight each other like. They literally, like shoot each other over maple syrup, which is insane. I I don't know if That's I just don't know quality maple syrup, but I actually prefer the synthetic stuff to the natural stuff because the natural stuff is very runny, typically. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I might just be, you know, zero palette in that area. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. That's why I default to my, uh, my New Englander on that because it's, a, it's an emotional event if I talk about anything maple. So, like, I just, I'll just bow out and you just live free and die and pick that maple. He's, just, that's he's all you not lying. Are you serious, Joe? Joe from New England. Yeah, but Joe lying. only knows cranberries. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you always talk about cranberry fields or something like that. I have no idea why. Yeah, we don't we don't mess around with our maple syrup. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, our uh, one of the other ones are Point Man, which is our uh, this is our our steak seasoning. It's kind of a mix between a Chicago steak seasoning, right? And like your Montreal steak seasoning, taking the best of the two and just put them together in one bottle that we don't have to buy two. They're, they're just across the border. They're so close by. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, uh, by the way, to EDU, it looks like you're going to be having to buy some, uh, buy some stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, we sold a gorilla's gun t-shirt and some patches. Yeah. Yeah, it's so the point now your I'm spice do they come in a bag? How do they come? So, oh, well, he just showed it. No, yeah, no, I'm just asking. <laughs> so the spices <laughs> come in the bottle, right? They come in a, a 5.5 ounce plastic bottle, shaker bottle, right? Like, to compare it to like McCormick's, this is double the size of like your grill mates, you know? And when we ship them, sorry, the guy's just handing me a box. Sorry. I'm going to show you. So we do a lot of kind of fun mailers. Um, this is the this is the one we currently have. This is the mailer box that they come in. We typically do uh, like three packs, bundle pack, different things like that. So that's the box that gets mailed to you and make barbecue, not war. And on the back, we got a funny thing. What's your grill count? <laughs> Nice. Because, because <laughs> I, I was I was asked to speak one time. It's been probably five years now, maybe six, uh, at a very prominent Fortune 500 company, and I was on stage. And one of the guys asked me how many people I'd killed. Are you serious? And and um, the hell? I didn't an- didn't answer. But at the end of it, I locked eyes with him. When we were done, I fought, walked straight over to him, and I politely. Ask him how many um, things he's put in his mouth in his life. Ooh. And I, t- and I, you know, told him, I said, that's how personal that question is. You should never, ever, ever ask anyone. And so from that day and that moment, we got to kind of keep, keep the joke alive in the office with what's your grill count. So that's where that kind of came from. Cause the guys are always like, remember that time you asked that dude, how many, you know, <laughs> what was his response? Um, <laughs> come to find out, he was he was the CFO for the company, um, <laughs> and his Here's response, the guy paying your bill. It was actually a charity event. We were doing <laughs> it for free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so his face was, I was just always white. told he, that and then he like, wanted to be my best friend and like was apologetic all night i'm like dude we're cool just don't ever do it again so 
Yeah, that that's uh, that. I mean, uh, that should be a given <laughs> that you don't ask that question. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. So we do salts. Um, or we have three salts. We've got a jade bamboo salt, um, which is super huge in in Southeast Asia. Um, it's actually better for you than pink Himalayan salt. It's got more antioxidants um, than Asahi berry, and it also uh, is actually used for antimicrobial properties. Um, Genghis Khan actually wrote about using it for war wound therapy. It actually works um, to prevent gangrene. So we got our green jade bamboo salt. We've got our hickory smoked salt, which is smoked for 14 days inside of our smokehouse. You got some really interesting artwork on them too. And all of our salts and then our spooky hot, which is the, the reapers, scorpions, and ghost peppers all infused with the salt. The salt packs, we make no money off the salts. 100% of the profits go 100% of profits go to the Silver Star Foundation, which goes to uh, pay for scholarships for kids that are going into public service. And public service is defined by the charity as they're going into the military, either active guard or reserves, or they're going to become a paramedic or a police officer. So either first responder or military. And that's and they and they use they get they give scholarships to help these kids kind of jumpstart their lives. Oh, that's because really anybody because cool. anybody that was in the military remembers like your first year you made like what like six hundred bucks a month and <laughs> life life sucked pretty bad. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean that that that's really really cool. I'm going to get some of your your seasonings because the guy that used to get all my seasonings from. Stop doing seasonings. Oh, man. So what what kind of rub would you recommend? Favorite dish of mine to make? My wife doesn't let me make it that often is uh, like filet mignon with a red wine reduction. What, what kind of rub would you do with that? Oh, man. So got a couple different ones here. The, I, the, cherry, the cherry blast, which sounds like it's going to be sweet. It's really not. It's cherries with... Um, a couple different um, peppers and a smoked paprika that's in there. It's mm-hmm. really nice. A little bit of turbinado sugar. This would go great. Point man would have a nice rich profile to go with that. Uh, those would be the two that I would recommend for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just straight up black pepper with the hickory smoked salt would add, add a nice flavor deep in there. Those would be the, the ones that I would I would recommend for that. Um. Yeah. Do, this might be a weird question, but do you have anybody that just collects your your salts and everything? Kind of some people that collect the uh, interesting hmm. rubs and spices for their designs and stuff like that. Um. No, we haven't had anybody that collects them yet. Um, we have had a lot of people that are. Um, well, the addictive chemicals we put in them keeps, you know, it keeps people coming back. So, <laughs> no, we haven't had anybody collect the um, any of the bottles yet. I know, I know a guy that collects like all sorts of rubs and everything else. We we have had like um, several like the companies that where people try to do like the box sets and things. You know, um, they're they're selling our stuff. Um, yeah. 
Haven't heard anybody collecting yet. I'm going to put that in my survey. Is your is yourself all online or is it um, in stores so, as well? So right now we're we're regional, right? We're here in the area outside around Louisville, Kentucky, uh, several different places. We're online. We're on a couple other. Rubly is one of the sites where they put together different box. You know, you can buy like a veteran uh, a box of veteran blends. You get a couple of ours, a couple of other guys. Um, we're on their site. We just signed paperwork with Mammoth Nation on Friday. I don't know if you're familiar with Mammoth no. Nation. It's all two A Republican um, companies. So if you're ever looking for just companies that are all that that support two A first responders, you know that whole gambit. Mammoth Nation is is oh, cool. a website where all those are listed. I think it's twenty nine bucks a year. And then you get a discount, like 10, 15% off all these different companies. I know like um, we're on there. Carl Higby's uh, company, Right Wing Brew is on there and a couple other, a uh, couple other companies. So, so yeah, it's a really cool thing. So you're not going to go the route of, um, of Black Rifle Coffee? Um, what I really love, so we have had meetings with some big, big companies <laughs> about the sell and, and to sell. The, the reality is, is that we give up something by doing that. We lose our identity being put on a shelf in a grocery store, or I like being in the, in the butcher shops. I like being in the tourist shops. I, you know what I mean? I like, cause there's something a little bit more intimate dealing with the, from business to business with uh, the owners of those companies. That's what I really like about it is that we get to meet other like-minded, awesome people across the country. Well, at least regionally right now, hopefully across the country. Um, we do have somebody that's knocking on the doors of shields, not bass pro shop. I don't know if you guys know shields out West, but it's um, we're potentially um, having some discussions with those guys, um, but it's much smaller. It's not this big conglomerate where we lose ourselves and our shirts and things, you know, don't want them hanging next to grunt style and all that other crazy stuff. I feel like our stuff's just a little bit, a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it seems like it is. Like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up some of your, some of your rubs today and stuff like that because I had a guy, this guy, it was a local guy that used to make everything himself. And then I went back. I was like, "Hey, uh, I need to order some more stuff." He's like, oh, "I'm not doing it anymore." It's like, "But you've been my supplier for like ten years." It's like losing a drug drug dealer or something. It's like your <laughs> drug dealer getting arrested. We we have thought about making some uh, some pretty funny videos with uh, all the spices, and they come in like a Scarface kind of situation. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and and. <laughs> We're always carrying around sample bags too to like our friends, like little little baggies, like 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 like. Do you need some? Nice. So nice. It, it's 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 almost as bad as dealing crack, I guess. See, what you need to do is start carrying the flavor syringes with it with the bags too. You're trying to get someone arrested, aren't you, Jason? Ooh, we should we should do pre-filled syringes, huh? That's, there you ooh. go. Or yeah. IV bags with marinade in them. Ooh, I like. Oh, that'd be going. awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but you got to do the Scarface video. Oh, Lord. I will promote that everywhere if you do that. <laughs> I'll get you an article on Amelan. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what spice I would want to stick my face in. <laughs> How about the <laughs> uh, spooky a hot? Pile of, a, a big pile of onion powder? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do the spooky hot. Oh, man. I don't know if I could afford that. <laughs> to do a big pile of spooky hot. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's we have been on for an hour. I want to thank you so much for going on, making me the final award. Um, Flying Rich, uh, tell people where they can find you, and thank you for coming back as my producer, even though you're not supposed to be working this week. Always, buddy. Always. Uh, so, flyingrich.com, youtube.com, flyingrich, uh, flyingrich. Wait, wait. It's uh, let's see. What's uh, flying rich underscore official on the grams and i am going to I, i'm kind of shocked i went through my youtube uh subscriptions antonio okafor only has 6.88 thousand subs so uh she's she's the channel i'm pimping today okay that's good all right uh rogue banshee go ahead Okay, we can't hear Rogue Banshee, so we're going to go to Joe. Joe, go ahead. We'll go back to Rogue Banshee in a second. Uh, you can find me on YouTube.com forward slash Shooting Gallery New England, TikTok, Shooting Gallery Any, all that good stuff. I'm on the grams everywhere. And uh, the channel I'm going to pimp is KG Tropics. It's an aquarium channel that's really, really good. All right, Rogue Banshee. Well, you can reach me on the web at uh, trb.fyi, uh, also on YouTube, uh, you know, the Rogue Banshee and Instagram at the Rogue Banshee. And the channel I'm going to pimp today is Living Free in Tennessee. All right. So that is a uh, a lifestyle channel about uh, being independent. Yeah. You know what? I think I think Rich have shown up every day that he was not supposed to show up. He said, oh, I can't be on. And you've been here every day. Um, I'm not paying you for it, Rich. <laughs> I got Jason. I got, I got, I got Jason to step in. <laughs> yeah, Jason stepped in to fill in for Rich, but now Rich has been on every day. All right. Uh, okay, Mikey B, um, let me go to you. Tell people yeah, where they can so- find you, where they can get yourself and. Yeah, you can find us at smokedbros.com. That's smoked with a D, bros with an S, <laughs> dot com. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Pinterest. I don't, yeah, everywhere. All right. So, yeah, check us out. All right, guys, hang on for one second. Might be that is it for today. You can, as always, you can follow me here on John Crump Live, or you can go to John Crump News. That's my main channel where I do like breaking news videos and stuff like that. I am working on a couple of really big stories that will, um, I think that will make some waves. If you haven't checked out my latest story, I have got YouTube to admit that they are allowing NBC to give them gun channels to demonetize and gun videos to delete. You can read about that at Amaland and I dropped a video on John Crump news about it. But they have came out, and I got them to admit it. So there you go. It, it, Can I pimp one last thing? Sure. 
Uh, Joe's got a show tonight at 7. I always do that to him. Yeah. All right, Richard. Always, John. Always. <laughs> Go ahead. So Joe's got a sh- uh, show tonight, 7 p.m., so an hour from now, and Swamp Dog and myself are going to be on. No, awesome, awesome. All right, guys, I will see you tomorrow.